Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Hey, it's Mark Kidman here. And I'm Alan Light. And on this episode of Sound Up, legendary Heartbreakers guitarist Mike Campbell joins us to discuss Vagabonds, Virgins, and Misfits, the upcoming new album from his band, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Also joining us is Eels frontman Mark Oliver Everett. We'll be talking about their new album, Eels Time. Plus, we've got our new music picks of the week. Sound Up with Mark Goodman and Alan Light. Get it on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The last thing you want to do is buy the wrong car, truck, or SUV. So the first thing you should do is get advice here on CarPro USA. Jerry Reynolds is the CarPro, a two-time winner of USA Today's Dealer of the Year Award. Kevin McCarthy is his sidekick, and he's a Radio Hall of Famer. Jerry knows about steering you to the right car. And Kevin knows uh, how to steer a car. A little bit more to the right. (sighs) Phew, that was close. Now, with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive, here they are on CarPro USA. So happy that you could join us today on CarPro USA. And if you would like to talk to me with some of the great deals going on out in the world today in the world of automobiles, 800-926-7777 is the phone number. Because the Black Friday sales events are here. It's Happy Honda Days. It's Toyota-thon. It's the December to remember. It's the Mercedes winter event. <laughs> it's Ford's Black Friday sales event. And the list goes on and on and on, although those are very catchy. The bottom line is the incentives went up at the 1st of November. And they're going to be really good until the end of this year. And, you know, I've I've talked about it quite a lot the last couple of weeks, but if you're self-employed or a business owner and you are not familiar with tax code 179, and I don't mean do you own a multi-billion dollar company, I mean do you own a lawn service that is incorporated? That's all it takes is for you to work for yourself or own a company of some kind. All that information is in our newsletter. Subscribe today. We'll get it to you today, along with uh, these articles that <clears throat> were in there this week. That it always comes out on Friday. So five ways to maintain your vehicles. Value 30 vehicles that are going away. Cars that people keep for 15-plus years. An in-depth look at history reports. Kevin had a video. I had a video. Yours one. More people looked at my video, as always. Um we had two reviews, car reviews this week. Jaguar XE, which is beautiful, beautiful red car I had for a week. And we had the, the Ram 2500 Power Wagon. Also, details on the LA Auto Show that starts this week. And Kevin's famous holiday recipes, which we've recommended here on the air for over 18 years. And speaking of Kevin, his last name is McCarthy, and he's my trusty sidekick. And I've been going over the list of the 30 models of vehicles that will not be around next year that are being killed off. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm surprised that I've only owned two of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
the <laughs> Nissan Z convertible. Yes, I remember that. And yeah, you gave me a lot of, you know, well, I can't say that word on the radio, but you gave me a lot of it yes. about, about that car. I did. And the Jaguar F-Type manual is no longer being produced. No? I got to tell you, after having the manual in my last F-Type and having the automatic in this, this one I've got now, you don't need no manual in that thing to, no. to have a hot rod. No, and that's true today. I'm getting very few manual transmissions in the, in the sports car arena anymore because the truth is you can't shift that car as fast as these new transmissions will. True. And it's it's amazing. You know, this list of 30 vehicles, the sad part is that in many, many of these cases, you're talking about really, really good cars that the automaker – ignored and that drives me crazy because the vehicle across one of the best cars i've ever driven in my life cadillac cts xts if you like big cars chevy cruise chevrolet you should be ashamed of yourself for letting the chevy cruise die because you didn't push that car and and man i got the same with hey ford flex hello taurus Great vehicles run forever, drive fantastic. You ignored them, and they're going away. Big surprise. Jaguar XJ. Good grief. There's, I don't know if there's a more enjoyable large car to drive than the XJ, and they just ignored it. And you got you all, you manufacturers, this SUV market's not going to be around forever. I promise you, it will shift. It always does. And you're going to get caught real short without cars. Remember where you heard it. Right here. Right here on the Car Pro Show. And we talked to Becky, and she's in Houston. Hi, Becky. Hi. What can I do for you, child? Okay. So I have had a, my last vehicle before what I'm driving now was a 2007 Chevy Tahoe, and I had 315,000 miles on it. Go on. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Proceed. I'm just I, listening. Uh, I am in the oil field, and I drive a lot. And so I got rid of my Tahoe in 2017, August of 2017, and bought a 2014 Chevy Traverse. And I don't like it. No. That's, and wow. That's that's a huge difference from a Tahoe. and it's, It is. And it's probably not going to last, you know, in, with the application that you're using it for. I mean, it's a crossover. You had a truck-based SUV. You went to a crossover. Right. I would have told you not to do that. Right. Well, my son, my oldest son told me that I needed something better on gas. So I thought, well, I'll try it. Well, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get rid of it. I have a sister who has a Toyota Sequoia. My youngest son just bought a Ford Expedition, yeah. and um, and of course I still love my Chevy Tahoe. So my question is, what should I what should I buy? Are you buying? I, I like to keep them a long time. I keep I keep I take good care of them. I um, but it, I do lots of miles. Yeah, and and are you thinking about a new one or, or are you going used again? Okay, that's another question. Um, are the incentives better than because I've been told that they're selling more used cars than new cars now, 
And then if you do the new vehicle incentives, that that's better than the price of the used cars. It really varies by vehicle. Some vehicles with big rebates, new ones are about as cheap as used ones. In other vehicles, there's mm-hmm. still a large gap between a new one and, let's say, a two-year-old. Uh, and it can be thousands right. and thousands of dollars. If you like that right. Tahoe, I'd go back with a Tahoe, but I don't think I'd go with a new one, even though the incentives are good. Sometimes, particularly with domestics, big incentives drive used car values down. We're seeing that right now with the Expedition. It's got almost $10,000 in just rebates in the Texas market. We're in Houston, where you are, and in Dallas and Austin. That has taken, that has given the used ones, it's driven values down. I see it when I look, watch the auction on Wednesday. Used expeditions right now are on rock bottom. But if you liked your other Tahoe, odds are good you're not going to like the expedition as well. They're very, very different SUVs. So if I were you, I'd go with the Tahoe. Check with Zach at Classic Chevy Sugarland. See what he's got in a 2017 or 18 with low miles. He's a great guy. You can spend days looking for the right car or just minutes talking to the car pro at 1-800-926-7777. On our website at carprousa.com, if you click on the news page, after you click on the menu page, you'll see a mano a mano battle between the Nissan Armada and the Toyota Sequoia. You'll also see the reasons why the 2020 Chrysler Voyager minivan won a five-star rating from NHTSA. And you can read an article about Ford making their new hybrid SUVs noisier. Yes. And (laughs) we've been talking about this for years because I kind of made fun of it some years ago that, you know, you buy a hybrid and they're so quiet and they're so peaceful to drive. Uh, Same thing with all electrics. You know, it's just you get a little bit of the wind and it's just wonderful. But now they're going to have to, make noise in case there are uh, people who have eye issues, blind people primarily. Well, or just basically pedestrians that might not hear a car coming. Or are looking down at their phone. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that happens. That happens? I think so. So we'll see. I'm anxious to hear. I would like like to have my choice of the noises. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean. You don't want to sound like an ice cream truck. I think a machine gun sound would be extremely effective. How about a Ferrari wide open? Yeah, yeah, or a big German Shepherd. <laughs> Cheryl, Reseda, California. Cheryl, I love Reseda, California. What a beautiful, beautiful place. Hi. Um, I have a question about the hybrids. Yes. Well, first of all, I have a 2000. I have a 2012 Honda with 104,000 miles on it. It's a CRV. I love it. But I want something, I want to get something that's a hybrid, more economical and um, environmentally better. And I've been told that the CRV, the Honda's coming out with a CRV hybrid next year. Um, I, I want, I'll buy, a, I'll buy a new car, but I want to make sure there's different hybrids one that plugs in and one that 
doesn't plug in. Right. Um, I I don't know the difference or which is better. First of all, the plug in or the non plug And if the CRV Honda would be a better deal than I think it lasts about fifteen years. I keep it forever, fresh forever. So that's, well, that's my question. Are there I, other cars out there that are better? Uh, you know, for me, and and I, I'm sure that Honda will, you know, they're working on their hybrid systems. They have been for a lot of years. But the leader has been Toyota for a lot of years. I mean, they started it with the Prius. They've expanded it out throughout many of their vehicles. And my current favorite right now is the RAV4. The 2019 RAV4 is a fantastic fantastic suv um and man i tell you what it is selling like crazy when people drive that thing they just buy it i mean it's that good honda will probably get there they haven't been there in the past but they probably will get there okay if i if if the safe bet i gotta tell you uh, okay i hate the rap i don't like the i don't like the the freeze i think is the ugliest car ever made and I think the and the Rav is like it's too cramped. I I didn't find the space inside like it's but a CRV. So have you looked at? I'm also open to. Have you looked at the 2019? No, I haven't. It's an all new. It's an all new Rav4. Much improved. You should you should do yourself a favor because you can't you can't get a better hybrid system than Toyota's right now. That'll change, I'm sure, but. For now, that's it. And yeah, I know the Prius is ugly, but we're talking hybrid systems here, and it's the best one out there. There's no question. What about the Tesla? What about the Tesla? Are 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 you? I mean, is it is, is it? A, oh, that's a that's an all electric. It, it's an all electric, and that's 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 not what we're talking here. Now, you did mention plug-in yeah. hybrids versus uh, a regular hybrid. You know, if you if you use the plug-in, that's great. It's a little more trouble, uh, but it, it essentially works the same. Except with a regular hybrid, the battery—I'm sorry—the battery, yeah, the batteries will recharge themselves to a certain degree when you're driving. The friction from the brakes, um, you know, things like that, where you don't have to deal with that with a plug-in, but they cost more money. And for me, I just soon have a regular hybrid. So, you know, you can you can drive a, a regular hybrid cross country with no problem, and and the all electrics and the plug-in hybrids, it adds another layer to the equation when you start talking about, you know, really getting the use of a hybrid. Do yourself a favor. I've got three Toyota dealers at our website in the Bay Area. And, and go drive a RAV4. I know you love the Hondas, and I love Hondas too. But when it comes to hybrids, there just is nothing that compares at this time. Hopefully that'll change. I'd love to see 50 great hybrids out there, but not yet. Automotive needs are very specific. So call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. Hey, I have a Ford Excursion 2002. Love it. I have 176,000 miles on it. And this last week, I had to put the first wrench on it outside of normal maintenance. Had to replace an alternator and the battery. Yeah. Is this a, a sign of things to come? Or no. how many more miles do you think? Uh, and which engine is it? It's the small one, the 5.6, I think. 5.4. 
Yeah. 5.4, yeah. No, it, it's not a sign of things to come. With that kind of miles and given okay. the age, it's it's 18 years old now. Uh, that that would yeah. is that is that the first time you changed the battery? Yep, first time. That's astounding. It, I mean, yeah. it truly we is. We went through our records. The guy when I was at the place getting it done, he goes, "This looks like a factory battery. Have you ever done it? Mm. Nope, never changed the battery at all." <laughs> wow. Well, and the guy goes, "You are lucky." The, you know, excursions yeah. are there. The, the thing about the excursion right now is. Whatever it's worth today, it's going to be worth ten years from now, if not more. They right. just they just keep going okay. up in value, and they're really softer. Uh, it would bring more if it was a, a six a six point a seven point three liter diesel, but still, right. a lot of people love the five four and the engine. Um, I love those things. I used to drive them all the time because I was towing a boat and you know taking people to the lake and stuff like that. So I'd hang right. on to it, but I, I I think you're fine. I don't think it's a sign of things to okay. come. Typically, 300,000 miles before you have a major issue. That's not a major oh. issue. You will, Perfect. you're, you're going to have to replace the air conditioning compressor, maybe the power brake booster, you know, routine okay. maintenance. Keep doing that. You should have a lot of miles left in that thing. So congratulations on that. I appreciate the call, Don. Thank you. And Bye-bye. don't, thank you, man. Don't forget. Or you, you, if you're listening, you may only be getting two hours of the show in your market. A lot of stations only carry us for two hours. We do three, and you can get all three commercial-free at our website, carprousa.com, under radio from the menu at the top right. So if you have it, I mean, it's a real easy click. You can listen in your car through your Bluetooth. You, you can listen on your computer, whatever. Join us for that third hour if you're not getting it now. And while you're at carprousa.com, sign up for that newsletter. You will absolutely love it. I I mean, most people do. We, we get so few that, that ever opt out. It's easy to do if you want to, but most people don't. Lots of good information. And as we head into the holidays, even more good information that, we, that we're going to give you. And including recalls. You'll see them there first. The CarPro knows all and shares all. Call Jerry Reynolds now at CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777. And this hour of CarPro USA is brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who want to switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. All you got to do is go to Progressive.com. Let's talk to Larry in Spring, Texas. Maybe you can save him some money. Well, I sure do my best. Larry, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. You bet. I'll get straight to the point. Hey, uh, my wife and I have previously been buying our vehicles and keeping them maybe two to three years and trading them in, and we're now considering leasing. Yeah. I went to, you know, went to your website, went to the FAQs, and saw that you the have a single payment lease. I've never heard of a single payment lease. Is that something that you advise or recommend? I've done three of them in a row myself. So what, what is the advantage or can you give me an example yeah. of uh, what yeah. we're looking at, say a 45, 50,000 
$50,000 vehicle. Now that I can't because every it, it's going to be based, a lot of it's going to be based on the residual value and that, that right. they're all over the board. But the big okay. advantages for me was in the three that I've done, I did one in 2014, one in 2016, and the Maserati that I've got now in 2018. And there were there were tax credits on single pay leases, meaning that you didn't pay sales tax. There was also okay. no no interest, so you got no sales tax and no interest, and that's kind of kind of the offset for them using your money for three years. But right. on an upper line vehicle, that that that's a lot of money that you save. Plus, you end up not having to write a check or do a draft or whatever you do pay online every single month at the end of the lease the the terms are the same as if you wrote a check every month you've just saved that interest money you've saved the tax savings and that makes you write a smaller check by far than if you wrote 36 checks and added those up the single pay lease will be less money for sure well, that's what I was because what we've done now, just like mine, the the the, the vehicle I'm in now is zero interest, so it's not costing me anything in interest, you know, per se. Sure. But I'm losing when I'm trading that truck in with uh, seventy five thousand miles on it. I know that I'm losing after only keeping it for like three years. Oh yeah. And that's what I would, my advantage would be to go ahead and do uh, see what it would be for a single payer lease. I mean, a single payment lease versus a regular 36 month lease. and what kind of trucks do you typically buy ram okay rams are leasing good these days and that wasn't always the case but since this 2019 came out uh it's doing really well and chrysler's kind of pushing leases now here's okay. here's the thing to watch out for is the wear and tear at the end of the lease if you don't buy the truck if it's a work truck i would scrap this idea right now it'll kill you because you're, you're responsible for wear and tear at the end of the lease, even if you do the single pay. Make sense? Yes. So, okay. Well, my, you know, we it, it's we used them for work. I'm retired as of last year, so my mileage cut way down. And we're down to maybe 10,000 miles a year instead of 20-plus thousand miles a year. Okay. And that's why we were considering uh, hey, I'm, the lease. I'm cool my, with my it. My vehicles are in, they're, they're in, impeccable when I, when I turn them in. I mean, I usually have people waiting to get my vehicles, and that's what I was curious of, if, if it would be better to go ahead and do another lease. Well, let's look at it. Talk to my buddies at Bayway, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, and Joshua Sanuski is the owner. He and his family have been friends of mine for a couple of decades, and see what let him run you numbers both ways. With the incentive so good on purchasing right now, if it were me and I was sitting in your shoes, I'd look at it both ways. But... I think the lease, the single-pay lease, may be a great deal for you. Uh, I've certainly enjoyed it. I don't mind telling you. Uh, again, three in a row. Hey, if I didn't do anything for you, Larry, please let me know. And we go to Wimberley, Texas, to talk to David. David, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? I um, have had a Tahoe for about eight years, and I am currently with the 2010 Yukon. I like the vehicle. Um, it, it, it's just me, I guess. I don't want to trade down to a midsize SUV, so I'm looking at another full-size SUV. I don't find any reason why to go to the premium Escalades or or that ilk. Yeah. So 
I'm looking I'm looking at doing a Tahoe again. Um, and I heard you earlier talking about whether it makes a difference or not buying new on the 20s or getting a 19 new, for example. Yes. Or maybe, maybe even an 18 used. And then the second part of that is, does it make any sense to buy the upgrade, the premier? I mean, that's a, um, that, David, that's a personal decision. You know, if you want to spend more money and get a nicer vehicle, then, you know, typically you'll get that money back when you go to get rid of it, unless you keep it 10 years. And then they're worth about the same, whether you get the top of the line or just a, sort of a medium equipped. Um, I think you're on the right track. I mean, they made they made such great changes with the Tahoe Yukon Suburbans in in back in 2015 when they went to the new body style. But I will tell you right now, with the with the incentives that are out there on brand new ones, 19s, not 20s, brand new 19s, I believe a brand new 19 will be as, as cheap as a nicely equipped 2018. Because the, the SUV market is red hot. And the, the large SUVs are the ones that are bringing the most money. So if you, if you compare a 2018 that's got 20,000 miles or less to a brand new 2019 with the connections that I have by going through my website and the rebates that are out there, I believe I believe a new 2019 will be as cheap or real, real close. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Talk, um, you're you're how far out of Austin are you? I'm kind of equidistant between San Antonio and Austin. I okay. heard you talk about Colbert and Hutto. Yeah, and that's about an hour and twenty some minutes from me, and which I've, is not out of the question. Yeah, and I've got uh, Aunt Sarah Winton in shirts. Uh, that's going to be closer. Both great dealerships, and in fact, you might look at their websites and see which one's got the one you'd be most interested in. Then. Go to my website and email them from there and get your VIP certificate and see which one. Because I'm telling you the, the incentives between now and the end of the year. What we've got in Texas, just so you know, and, and this, this is driving everything. Ford thinks they've got a shot at outselling the Tahoe in Texas with the Expedition. They got $10,000 in rebates in Texas on the Expedition. Now, wow. and and so they're pushing it. Well, guess what happens then? General Motors got to answer that, and they come back with the biggest incentives we've seen since the 2015 Tahoe came out, and that's and the same is true of Yukon and, and Escalade. So we got a battle going on, and the winner in this battle is the consumer. I like the Tahoe and Yukon better than the Expedition as far as driving. I just think it's I think they drive better. But I'm a bigger fan of the Expedition today than I've ever been in my life. I hated them. I hated them when I was in the Ford business. But, you know, today they're much nicer. They're much more fuel efficient. They went to that all-aluminum body. They got the 10-speed transmission. They got the EcoBoost engine. There's a lot to love about them. So you're you're prone to a Tahoe. I'd stick to a Tahoe. I got two great dealerships that will take really good care of you. No worries there. But look at the new ones. I think you're going to save money there. Michael Jordan of Car Advice is the Car Pro. Jerry Reynolds. Call Car Pro USA now at 1 800 926 7777. 
Cindy in San Antonio is our next caller Hi, in Carpo, USA. How can I help you? Yeah, hi. I have a 2017 Jeep Grand Cherokee, about 94,000 miles. I'm looking to buy a new car, and I'm interested in the Ford Bronco. I know it's not out yet, but right. was curious if you know anything about it. Yeah, we've had some articles in our free newsletter. Um, you know, there's there's still a lot of information we don't have. It's it's about a year away right now. Um, there's going to be two versions, one larger one and then one uh, smaller one. Uh, you know, we don't have any stats on cost. Ford hasn't actually released any pictures. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit up in the air right now, kiddo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks I w- a lot. If you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, do that because I'll promise you this. When there's information that I can confirm, it'll be there first. It always is. Appreciate the call. George, Cleveland, Ohio. How can I help you, George? George, are you there? Oh, George has been holding for a good long while. Let's put him back on hold and go to Eric in Houston. Eric, welcome. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick question. Um, have a 2002 Chevy Tahoe with close to 300,000 miles. Not going to be trading it in. Uh, I am looking at the new Tahoes. The last couple callers back kind of stole a little bit of my question, but specifically um, on the new Tahoes, I know the I guess the 20s are out now, and then sometime early next year the 21s are coming out. Correct. That's correct, and it's restyled. Okay. I, I I don't know how drastic it's going to be, but. You know, the the current one's been there five years, and so I, I suspect that it may it may be pretty drastic. Okay, so here's my specific question: um, whether it's a brand new eighteen, nineteen, twenty, or twenty one, we really couldn't care less. So, do you think, from a strictly a a deal standpoint, getting the best deal, would it be, be behoove us to buy something before the end of the year, or would it be better to wait till the twenty ones come out? and then try and snag an 18 or 19 then. Does that make sense? You know, I don't think – yes, it does. And it's a great question. And there's a little bit of um, guessing here because the way this is all coming down is very unusual. Um, the, the, the one thing I, I think is a certainty is the 2019s between now and December 31st are really, really good buys. And as you heard me say a minute ago, part of that scenario is the fact that Ford thinks they can outsell it for the first time ever. I don't think they'll get there because Chevy can turn it on and off with incentives anytime they want to. They've chosen to turn it on in Texas. I think that 2019 is just going to be a great buy. And what happens after that, you know, the, the it looks like the 2020 model year is going to be a short one. So they're not going to be distressed like the 2019s are right this minute. Make sense? Um, real, yeah, it does. And real quick follow-up for my wife, we're looking at the Toyota Highlander, and I know the hybrids come out early next year. Do you have any type of opinions or cost analysis on the, the brand-new ones that are out now in December versus getting the hybrids in January? Do you have an opinion one way or the other? No, they haven't priced it yet. But I will tell you this, in the past – Toyota has been really good about not gouging on hybrid prices. And that's true of Lexus, too. Because uh, and, and, that's one of the things I do when I review a diesel or a hybrid. I do that cost analysis for all my listeners. 
Well, can't do it yet, but probably will be able to. But I've never seen Toyota gouge people on the cost of the hybrid. And typically, the hybrid with the fuel savings will pay itself back within just a few years. And as you've heard me say also, it's the best hybrid system out there. I have got Eric, classic Chevy Sugarland, and I've got Fred Haas, Toyota World. And both of them have been with me. Oh, gosh, I don't know how long now. Forever, forever. Ever. Yeah, pretty much forever. And you'll find them both at carprousa.com. CarPro USA is where you find out whether to keep your car or just give it a cigarette and a blindfold and be done with it. 1-800-926-7777. And we say hello to Suzanne. Suzanne, you got the last word this hour. What can I do for you? Oh, yes. Thanks for taking my call. I have a 2011 Lexus 460 that I love, but it's got like 77,000 miles. I know I'm going to have to get rid of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Why would you get rid of a a 77,000-mile Lexus LS that will go 300,000 miles without any trouble? Well, I didn't know it would go 300,000 miles without any trouble. Well, you need to write me a check then because I just saved you about $70,000. So send me a piece of that, will you? (laughs) Well, what do you think the value of it as a trade-in would be in about a year from now? Oh, it's hard to say, Suzanne. They hold their value like crazy. I mean, the LS460 is just one of the best cars that's ever been made and sold in America. They're fantastic. You're you're not a third the way. You're not a third the way through the life of this car. Really? And all all that's happened is they've gotten more expensive. Yeah. I mean, going down to an Avalon. Well, you could do that, but I wouldn't do it. I mean, if it were me, because if you, you, you use the word love when you talked about your LS 460, you're not going to love an Avalon. You'll like the Avalon, but you're not going to love the Avalon if you love the LS. They're very, very different vehicles. Really? Okay. Well, good. I'm glad I called you because that's what I was thinking. Well, let's not do that. Let's save the money. Let's save the money. (laughs) Enjoy the car. Keep doing your maintenance. And and mm-hmm. doing the things you're supposed to do, you got a oh my gosh, you got a ton of life. If I had to take a stab at the value of your car right now, I'd put it somewhere around fifteen grand. Uh, but you know, you know how much a new one is today? An LS five hundred, a twenty nineteen is going to stick her right at a hundred thousand dollars. Let's keep yours. You got a great car. It's not hard to get Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, to help you find your next vehicle. All you have to do is call CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive with artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. 
Hey, it's Mark Goodman here. And I'm Alan Light. And on this live episode of Sound Up, we discuss whether AI should be used to create and perform music. Plus, we've got news on the Jane's Addiction reunion. Ticketmaster gets hacked, the Black Keys adjusting their tour, and comments and conversations with you. Sound Up with Mark Goodman and Alan Light, the only music podcast that matters. Your source for everything happening in the world of music. Get it on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.